What's up, everybody? This is My Life and Games with Silas and Sage coming back from two weeks of doing, I don't know, all kinds of stuff. I know, Silas, you've had a busy couple of weeks. There's a lot of stuff going on with you, mainly some more Switch action, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely uh, some more Switch, uh, Switch action, especially in uh, the last few days to, to a week. Uh, Mario Kart, my friend. Uh, it it released on uh, Friday, and uh, of course, uh, I bought it uh, digital because, well, I put an SD card up on my Switch, and now I got plenty of space, so why not just get it digital instead of waiting for a physical copy, which, strangely enough, quite a few people I know um, who ordered through Amazon did not get their copies until the following day. There was a shipping issue or some bum, shit. Bum, bum. <laughs> so... Which is unusual, especially for Amazon, but you know, in that in that case, that's where I felt going digital was was good. And of course, uh, games like Mario Kart and Zelda and pretty much anything like that, uh, Nintendo specific games are like Disney products. The price is going to take forever to go down, so it does, you know. And if you know you're going to get some game time out of it, you might as well just just buy it digital. And there you go. That's one of the things where I think buying digital actually works. Although it would be nice if digital was a touch well, you know, while we're talking about digital, how was doing that on the switch like how is that system I, I i've only had the xbox to really compare it to with with digital downloads or of course you know cell phone everybody's got that so what was the digital download like it was, was actually uh, it was actually very 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 simple everything on the switch is actually very very simple um for some instances some people feel it might be a little too simple um with a lot of things and that's what it is but as far as buying stuff i feel that they, they kept it short and to the point um, I had it on my my wish list because I marked it, you know, and I went to check it to see if it was available for for purchase right away. Because you know, sometimes with the digital stuff, you know, uh, companies will do weird things on when it goes live. You know, especially with time zones and stuff like that. Sometimes you know they'll do weird ass shit, and you know, you won't be able to buy it till 10 p.m. that night. That's one of the things I was kind of worried about. I was like, Ugh. you know, I was like, well, if it doesn't let me buy it, then you know, I'll just go pick up a physical copy. But and I made sure I had the money on my on my digital account. You know, you can buy the little cards just like you can for PlayStation or Xbox. You know, mm-hmm. same type of deal. Uh, or of course, you can you know add more funds directly uh, in the Nintendo Store, whatever. And you know, I went to my wish list. I uh, clicked on the game. You know, and it gave me the option off to the right to where you know uh, the Switch is a touch screen, so you can't just touch it just like you would a phone to buy it. And you know. It's like, okay, you know, you want to purchase this, yada, 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 make sure you got enough space. Okay, and then it starts downloading, and then, of course, then as soon as you, uh, you're you all set with that, it shows it on your on your dash. It's got a little progress bar, kind of like, uh, I don't know how the Xbox is lately. I haven't really uh, bought anything digitally on Xbox, even though my roommate's got one, and I got my account over there. But uh, PlayStation kind of does uh, the same thing on PlayStation 4, so if you're used to that, it, it'll show, like, the title, and then it'll have, like, a progress bar for how far it's downloaded and that kind of thing. Gotcha. So it feels, and it, it feels pretty it, seamless. Just, yeah, yeah, it, it's it's very smooth. I, I have to say it's a lot better than um than you know previous Nintendo iterations. Um, I didn't have a lot of time on the the Wii U, but like the Wii um was kind of a pain in the ass. Um, the Wii U didn't seem too bad, but I, I feel like they've really really streamlined it and they got it to the point where it's 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 simple. Anybody can get in there and do it, and you're good to go. It's uh. It's nice. It works. Well, so let's get back into Mario Kart. That that was the that was the big thing that I I wanted to talk to you about. So you you got Mario Kart, um, got it on the Switch, and then you were able to stream that, right? Yeah, I streamed it uh, pretty much right away. I mean, I did a little uh, quick test that morning before work just to make sure I had uh, my capture and everything was working correctly and all that stuff. Uh, but you know it, that that didn't take much, and I went to work for the day. And then after work, I uh, 
you know, came home eight and then uh, got on there and started streaming pretty much almost right away. Uh, once I had uh, my little uh, little group set up, Gunslingers, uh, we had a thing, of course, like a little launch party type deal. And we were chatting in our in our Discord server, and of course, I had all the audio captured and all that stuff. And there we go. We had a good time. That's awesome. So, what what were your first impressions of Mario Kart just going through it? Of course, no spoilers, but I felt it uh, it it pl- it plays really well. It played really smooth. Um, it uh, if you played Mario Kart Eight on Wii U, you know it's similar stages and stuff. I do I did notice, and I had briefly played Mario Kart Eight on Wii U, even though I didn't have a Wii U very long. And that's a whole other story. We won't get into that. But I had some experience with it. That's the main point. Um, but basically, a bunch of the levels and tracks and everything are, are unlocked. You still have to unlock, um, you know, your car add-ons and things like that. But there's a lot of characters, a lot of things available right away. Um, I didn't really do the single player. I jumped right into the online. Um, getting together with friends wasn't very hard. You just go to the online. You choose friends. You know, um, I created a room. And then, you know, any of my friends, you know, that I have their friend codes for, whatever, they could go ahead and join on me, get in the room. And then we all started uh, doing races. And eventually later on, we did we did the battles. We, we kind of went through a little bit of everything and fiddled around with it, and uh, it worked very, very smooth. The only time I had a problem was there was a couple of stages in the battles. Um, when things got really, really heavy, um, I did ha- experience some lag, but that is because my Switch is running on Wi-Fi. I do not have the, um, the Ethernet adapter hooked up. Mm. So I was going to ask how that works I, with the streaming, con- if that, that kind of hinders it a little bit. I kind of... Um, I kind of expected to have some lag, but I never ran the races. I didn't run into any, um, the battles. It was only, um, during a couple of the really big ones when things got super intense and it didn't last a very long time. Like once everything kind of cleared up a little bit, it was, it was right back to being nice and smooth. So I think that in and of itself is more of a limitation of your, your, your Wi-Fi signal quality and everything. Um, because I have the switch and everything where it's at in, in my room is a little bit further away from the router and whatnot. It's not like a perfect signal strength, even though we are on, um, we do have wireless AC in the house, but I am a bit of a distance away. And this is a shared uh, internet because I am renting a room. So, you know, keep, keep all those yeah. factors in mind. Um, if, you know, if you have decent internet and, you know, you're within a decent range of your router, it'd probably work okay. But as always, you know, wired is always better. But even being on wireless, that's still pretty good. I expected there to be lag during the races and things like that, and there wasn't. So, um I really feel that that's more maybe just a, a symptom of just wireless itself when you're trying to play something online. You know, that's generally you do have more of the problems. Um, I do plan on getting a, an Ethernet adapter down the road. Um, and the nice thing about the Switch is you can get pretty much any basic USB to Ethernet adapter, plug it into the USB port on the dock, and it'll work. Um, at least that's my understanding because a couple of the gunslingers um, have already done that. They had ones that they had lying around and they used them and they said it works perfectly fine. Uh, hint, hint. <laughs> Apple. <laughs> Use, use basic <laughs> universal USB. That'd be great. Yeah. So, so, um, so, so that's good. So, um, down the road when I try that, um, I'll see if, if I still get the lag problem during, during battles, I plan on picking one of those up pretty soon. But even, even for the most part, um, like I said before, I didn't really have too much of an issue. It was only during like some really intense spots and because I'm on Wi-Fi and not very close to my router. <laughs> So it was the nostalgia coming back though. I mean, so you booted up. Oh. Did you have a little sense of excitement when you were doing it? Because it's been a long time. It's it's oh, been yeah. years since I played Mario Kart. So I can imagine for you, it was like, you know, the the, the coming. You know, <laughs> finally we're <laughs> yeah, back. Yeah, it was it was it, it was a lot of fun, especially if you have um a- anybody to play with. I mean, the game plays very very smooth. Um, I'm not sure what the frame rate is that they're running it on, but to me, it looked it looked really good. And I was had a lot of fun with it, and even just um, it feels like they um, 
they bumped up the graphics a bit since uh, from the Wii U version of it. Because um, this is basically a port of the Wii U version, but it looks like they they, they kind of really toned it up, and, and it looks good. Um, it played real nice, and it was a lot of fun to uh, to play with some buddies. And you know, sometimes you forget how com- damn competitive fucking Mario Kart can be. It looks all you know family friendly and stuff, but you get competitive and shit in that game. Yeah. <laughs> Controllers have been broken, <laughs> and maybe a couple of jaws or noses. <laughs> uh, the game may not be valid, but we are. Yeah, I, the, the frustration of that game, even going back to the, you know, go back to the original Mario Kart and, and you feel like you're, and we've talked about this before, you feel like you're an OG now with these newer games. Mm-hmm. And it's, and um, so you go back to an old one and, and um, it, that is, that is a, an essence of the, the Mario Kart series that he, just what you said, it looks like it's all fun and games and, and everybody's going to have a really good time, but it really drives that competitive spirit. Like you can lose some friends over it if you're not careful. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, in fact, one of the things that really uh, helps with this one um, that I feel was definitely a good addition that I found almost immediately. I didn't notice it at first. I'm like, what the hell? Um, you can actually uh, hold two items at a time now. Oh, oh no. You can have, depending on how the items line up, you can have, you know, your your red shells and a and an invincibility star or or the bullet bill and bananas or, or or whatever. And so you actually, you know, after you use one, then the next one it loads the next one, and then you can pick up another one. So that that makes it a little bit more interesting too, because now someone could have more than more than one weapon. So if you're the person in the lead, <clears throat> you have everybody targeting you, and now they have twice the firepower. <laughs> <laughs> so on top of being able to have have multiple now were there any other small additions to physics or or anything like that or maybe some new skills that we hadn't seen before um they do you have to turn off they do have like this uh steering assist thing i recommend turning that off if you've once you've played it a little bit turn that crap off um because if you turn that off then you can get if you can manage to drift long enough, you can get the uh, the third level boost. Is it sends you flying really, really, really fast, <laughs> more speed. If, yeah, if if you can keep a, a good enough drift going long enough, um, you can't do like the weird jump boost thing anymore that people used to kind of do. That was kind of cheap. Um, they which is good. That's kind of like a fix in a way. Um, so you kind of can't be cheap that way. Oh, uh, that was my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But um, you know now you can you're doing tricks and stuff off of off of your uh, off of your ramps and things, and if you do if you time those just right, it gives you like a mini boost and things like that. So they're they're adding a little bit more different things into it to uh, to help you out, and that way anybody can win, even if you're in, in back. You know you catch the right thing of items and, and you time your jumps and things just right, you can catch up and win awesome. as far as the racing goes. So um, of course, going fast isn't always good in the battle mode. <laughs> <laughs> okay so so outside of outside of uh how they set up the levels of course there's always traps and levels and there's edges and battle mode so you fall off in a certain place is there are you implying that there's something else that can go wrong with going really fast besides falling off the edge of the earth uh no, nothing like not like glitching or, or anything like that it's just when you're in the battles a lot of the arenas are are tight or whatever or they're designed a certain way and there's uh, multiple different uh battle types and and everything in fact i set it to the uh when we play we just set it to the to the random um and then we changed the the item distribution to frantic (laughs) oh boy 
So that that made it uh, really really fun, um, and of course you know you, you can still have you know computer players to fill in the gaps if you don't have a, a full team of people and whatnot. And of course, if more people join on you, then it'll just kick out the uh, the computer players. Uh, but no, the the battles are a lot of fun. But there's like the um, if you've I haven't played uh, Splatoon. Uh, a lot of the other GS guys have because um, that came out on Wii U. Uh, so that's kind of like a newer Nintendo property. Um, but there's levels that are based off of that now. And, and one of them, you can remember how like in some of the Mario Kart races, there was like the uh, the mud puddles that would kind of screw up your driving. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, in, in the inking levels, you have like wonderful ink patches that really jack with your, um, if you're especially if you're going fast. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So that makes it a bit more fun. You need to be a little bit more controlled <laughs> bit of wall and splat like so if you're going full bore um uh you've successfully gotten your speed boost or whatever and you hit a wall do you do you hit a wall too hard is that possible i haven't done that so i'm not entirely positive okay all right um, okay I'm just I, I, I have i have <laughs> i have fallen off the map a couple of times i have bumped the wall but i've never done a full bore just splat yet so that remains okay. to be seen. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that kind of makes me feel. See, and this is where this is where I man, I, I really want to. I really want to switch. Hey, you it's know what? Cool. When I was at my local Target the other day buying a couple things the other morning, they had I, seven. I saw. I saw that. Um, <laughs> I was like, "What? What? Wait a minute! There, there, there's something in this space here. I had to double check." I was uh, hello, like, hello eBay. eBay. Uh, I have something that you might be interested in. Um. They've been cycling through here and at a couple of the Target stores. The problem is, is it's not been the one that is closest to us. So it's it's either a drive down to Miami, which takes an hour to go twenty miles, right. or it's or it's north of here and and same problem. So it's coming, it's coming. It, either going to be end up ordering one or or um, just wait for it to get to this local Target around here. But uh, it's going to happen. Yeah, there was another like five or ten minute uh, availability on Amazon uh, recently too. <laughs> oh, I got to schedule that five minutes. You say, ooh, ooh, man, that's all the time in the world. You can do everything in five minutes, right? You've got to spend quite a bit with the game streaming, but did you get to spend any time with it outside of streaming? Um, yeah, actually, I played some some today. I, I was playing it in portable mode. Um, once I took a break from doing a couple of things, I still had some laundry going and whatnot. Uh, I was off today. Thank God. Needed a day off from work. Um, and, you know, I was just playing some of the single player, just doing the, the, the slower mode, of course, and which, of course, you know, the little 50cc, of course, is easy as hell. I mean, if you can't win at that, then, well, that's, that's the purpose <laughs> of the mode. And so you learn how to play the damn game. Okay. But I'm doing it just to just to unlock some of the the vehicle customizations and things like that. So I was playing and having fun with it, and it, it played smooth. It played nice. I didn't have any problems. It looked great. I was playing on the portable in the handheld mode, and it, it was a lot of fun. You know, it's uh, just like uh, you would want Mario Kart to be. You know, awesome. So it, right now, you would say that it's kind of it's living up to your expectation. If Silas was going to give it a, a one to five star rating, what would you rate it overall? Um, not quite five because there's always room for improvement. Like I said, the, the the lag issue, although that's more of a Wi-Fi thing. Um, I just I don't feel I've had quite enough time with it to give it a fair rating just yet. Mm, okay. Um, but I have had a lot of fun with it. It is solid. I haven't run into to any glitches or anything like that. If you have a Switch and you at all like Mario or racing, buy the damn game. It's worth picking up. 
Um, whether it's to play a little bit solo, of course, it's a lot better if you have any sort of friends. If you have, you know, little ones and stuff, it's great. You can, you can all play together. Um, and of course, I haven't had anyone to test it with, but I know you can. You know, you know each person use a use a Joy-Con thing and do like the 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 two-player thing. The way Mario Kart's designed, each person technically you can get two controllers out of one pair of Joy-Cons. Yeah. Um, which, awesome. which, yeah, yeah, it it is. So, um, you know, it, it's a great game. Of course, it, it's family friendly uh, until you get you know too competitive and you know someone's doing dishes and, and dinner. <laughs> 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 well, kids, you lost to mom and dad. You're cleaning the bathroom for the next two weeks. Uh, enjoy that. <laughs> We're gonna spend all that time playing on your Switch. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, well, um, you know, that's, it's something that's, that's not really seen quite a bit. Silas, you and I've talked about this, um, earlier in the week, a little bit games that come straight out of the box and, and work well, and we're impressed with, but there's some franchises that we're more mm, picky about. Yeah. Is there, is there, there's some franchises yeah. we're more picky about and we have higher expectations. And I think for, for a few reasons, um, if how established that franchise is, if they've got enough money and they've got enough uh, investors behind them, they're well known and they're loved. Um, you expect them to have the resources to put it in, um, in the time that's needed and the, the funds that's needed to make a great game right off the bat. And we're talking about a specific franchise this time. And uh, we're talking about Star Wars. Yes. Star Wars. Ah, the Star Wars. Um, while we could spend, Oh my goodness, we could spend weeks and weeks talking about the Star Wars universe as a whole. We're talking specifically about um, past releases and uh, some of the first Star Wars games that we played, whether that was on PC or a console of any of any kind. Um, Silas, what did you start off with? What was your first Star Wars game experience? Oh my God, I would have to say, oh, what was that one? It was an arcade machine. You were like the... Uh in the Starfighter type deal, it was in the old arcade machine. It was like very, very simple. It's supposed to be like a 3D looking thing. I think it was just like blue and black and white were like the only colors available on it, you know, kind of deal. Oh, okay. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. It's like early, it was like a mid 80s machine. I don't know. I was, I was young. I was young. That was like my first, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, and, and But I, I, I've, I, I remember that game. And of course, at that time, you know, that kind of thing was, oh, this is, you know, awesome. Of course, even though. It, you know, looking back at it, probably not so much. <laughs> <laughs> I think anybody was just happy to have their hands on something Star Wars. It didn't. Yeah. It didn't matter what it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. And I remember. It, uh, I think my my first one on PC was X Wing versus Tie Fighter. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Star Wars X Wing versus Tie Fighter, and uh, I remember when that came out. I had to beg my dad to get it, and I was not disappointed. That game was so hard, but it was so good. It was such a great game, but there were there were a lot of other games that came out. You had games after that, of course. That may have been yeah. your first one. What was one that released during your more adult years that you remember? One of the first ones that you were really excited about. Um, I want to go with maybe. Well, of course, it was the original uh, Battlefront games. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, so good. not 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 the rebooted, and of course, I think was it before or after that when Jet like uh, Jedi Outcast came out. Yes. Yeah. And then, and then after Jedi Outcast was Jedi Knight, like that, like that time frame was. And of course, you go back and look at the graphics now. You're going to be all, you know, but they were a lot of fun, and they had 
you know, this thing called a single player campaign. <laughs> yeah, they um, did. And, and, you know, and that it, whole series, that was Jedi Knight uh, Dark Forces too. Yeah. And there was Jedi Knight Mysteries of the Sith. Yeah. And you said Jedi Outcast. And there was Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. Yeah. Yep. That's what it was. That was that, that whole, um, whole, whole series of, whole series of games was a lot of fun. Now, granted, there was some bugs, uh, although it was mostly, uh, on the PvP side of things, if I do recall, and that was actually one of the uh, earliest Star Wars games to have some some PvP. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also some of the first Star Wars games to have this wonderful, beautiful thing. If you are playing on PC, you know uh, mods. Uh, people were making skins. They were making new lightsaber colors, and you know, making it so you could play as these other characters and stuff. And oh my god, that was one of the games that I really modded the shit out of back in the day, just because you could. And you know, people were making yeah. new maps and. Um, you know, just just all kinds of uh, crazy stuff, and it was a lot of fun. Although, again, the single player was was rather challenging uh, back then. Uh, it was. It really was. I I remember. I think it's specifically for me was Jedi Academy, and and speaking of it being modded all to hell, it was. <laughs> and and you didn't have to have RP. And if if you have RP, when I say RP is role play, but if you you didn't have to right. be on a role play server. Um, to find everyone when you got into a multiplayer match role-playing. Um, you, when you got in, if you were a noob, you found somebody who was good and you asked them to be your master. And, and they would teach you the ways of how to play the game in a style of the game while telling you how to strafe back and forth and when to press your buttons and everything. So it, it built such this, this big fan base. Um, I think the mods had a lot to do with that, honestly. Uh, yeah, yeah, that definitely helped. Um, and of course, that was one of the, like I said, one of the earlier games as far as modding goes. It had a huge community behind it. I mean, huge uh, community of of modders being in in so many different mods you could you could have for that game. Well, and not too long after that, it, we would be we would be remiss to to not mention Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic, both one and two, uh, which we've talked about quite mm-hmm. a bit. Um, but one that we forget about, I think, is The Force Unleashed, uh, a more recent. Force Unleashed 1 and 2. What did you think of those? I enjoyed them. I did. Um, the first one more than the second one. And um, I know that there's a lot of opinions on, on those games. Either way, um, you know, not all of it's good. But for me personally, I felt just the different storyline and, and, and how it was presented, I thought was really good. Especially the first one. Um, it really made you feel like, you know, when you, especially when you started building up his force powers, that you were badass as hell, you know? Yeah. Fucking awesome. And, of course, even though, you know, it, it turned out how it did, depending on how you played it, you know, they had some DLCs, and that's a whole other subject on DLC. <laughs> <laughs> we could go there another time. Uh, Just replay episode it was, four. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Opinions there. Um, you know, you can... It, for me, I found it was a lot of fun. There was, you know, a few bugs, but it wasn't bad. Overall, it was very playable. It was enjoyable. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, the controls were, were pretty good. Um, and really, it was the first Star Wars game that really had a push for having high high graphics. Yeah. At least, you know, in a very long time, like something that really was pushing, you know, the graphics of, you know, uh, at least consoles anyway at the time. Um, and it looked really good, and you know that was, and of course with Star Wars, you know you, you would want something that looks really really good. So that that played out well, I think, and, and helped it. Um, the Force Unleashed two, I was really really excited for. 
And I remember pre-ordering it. I got the collector's edition or whatever it was. And then I also remember beating the game the same day I picked it up. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, six and a half hours of storyline. I was a bit sad. Mm-hmm. You know, Force Unleashed 2. And, and I felt like that one, I mean, the story was, it just felt more, like I get they were trying to do some stuff, but it kind of almost felt like a cash grab in a way. It's like, well, the first one did pretty good, so we can grab some more money out of this and you know, I mean, it looked good. The controls were good. They changed a few things, of course, and whatnot. But the story was a bit lacking um, and just short. It was really short. It's like by the time you got to where you were feeling all, you know, really, really powerful again and stuff, all of a sudden you're done. You're like, wait a minute. This feels more like it should be like a halfway point. Yeah. You know, um, so that was very, very disappointing, especially considering I felt it was a lot easier to beat the Force Unleashed 2 than it was the first one. The first one I had to think and, and you know, do some things where the second one, it felt more like it kind of more dumbed down, you know, like it was kind of handing it to you like, okay, well, we want to cater to more, you know, and I was just like, ah, oh. so that, that was disappointing. I remember being um, upset about it because of that. I mean, not that it was bad, but I was just like, I spent this money on this game and now it doesn't really have the replay value. It wasn't, that difficult so what the hell <laughs> yeah and if if you haven't noticed already there's a uh, there's a trend happening here in the games that i think maybe it's not necessarily generational um but we'll just say for you and me silas the games that we we most relate to and look back to with a great deal of fondness were the games that had a powerful storyline and um you know, I like, and I had mentioned the the multiplayer and the the PvP aspect of Jedi Academy. Um, the the big driver of that for me, uh, again, was the fact that you go in there and everybody's kind of RPing and and um, and you can't help but get caught up in it because you love the universe so much. And and by the way, Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy had a fantastic storyline. So by the time you're done with it, even if you'd never RP'd before, um, which at that point I hadn't, this was the first time that I actually took it seriously. I was perfectly at home doing it in this universe because the storyline had set it up so well. Um, you know, I knew what I wanted to be and, uh, and I knew how to go about it and I knew my storyline. Of course, we all grew up with Star Wars, so that's pretty easy there. Powerful lead roles and storylines um, sell games. But there's there's a flip side to it. Um, while we're talking about games that have kind of won won the battle on release, we also have the Lego series. And I know you've had some experience yourself with the Lego series from Star Wars. I think they their first one was uh, was it with Clone Wars? Was Clone Wars the very first one they had? But they had several after that. You know, was, there was the second one. They had Star Wars three, which was Lego. Um, and they did the the, uh, the whole like Star Wars saga thing. Yeah, the whole Star Wars saga. They have it, and uh, and more most recently, the Force Awakens. Yeah, which is more, um, it's a retelling of of what actually has happened. You know, and done in a cute way, of course, with Legos. But they also put a great deal of of uh, thought into it for the adult players. So there's some adult humor in there too. So where do you think? Games like Lego Star Wars sit amongst original storylines when it's really just a game that's 
retelling a story in kind of a cute way. Does that, do you look forward to the next Lego star Wars that comes out? I'll put it that way. Are you like, man, I got to get Lego star Wars. Um, for me, uh, no, not so much. Um, while it is fun and, and it's good to play with, you know, kids or, or whatever for me, um, obviously you, you realize they're, they're going to change certain aspects and whatnot. And, and it can be funny and, and it can be nice to take that break and, and sit back and look at it and play it. But, um, at least for me, uh, the more recent Lego star Wars, uh, particularly the forces unleashed felt a little bit or not force unleashed. Sorry. Uh, force awakens. God, yeah. get my, <laughs> <laughs> um, that sometimes they, they, they'll change mechanics and things and, and it just, the controls, just didn't feel so smooth on 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 that one for me. Um, yeah, uh, it felt like I don't know. They, they're just. I mean, like I said, I I liked it. it. It was okay to play as something, in between other games. But again, right now when I have there's so many good games coming out this year that either have come out or are going to come out or that we're looking forward to, something like that is definitely a back burner item item for me now. If you, if you've got kids or maybe you have a significant other that isn't into gaming so much, where that helps you bridge the gap then the great that is that is definitely a a good thing uh but for me personally um I'm unattached and uh my kid lives in a whole other state uh so you know lego you know lego star wars for me is not uh, a priority yeah yeah i think that's uh, that's a great point because i i have the quite a few of the lego series uh, most recently, The Force Awakens. I haven't finished it yet. It was nice to play, and it's cool being in the Star Wars universe, but I'm playing the movie that I just watched, and I like I like new additions to the universe that make it expand, that do more with it, or that take aspects of the old universe, or the universe that I already know, and add details around situations that already happened and you might guess where i'm kind of leading up to here silas but (laughs) but wait for it um more recently and of course honorable mention i I have to mention uh, galactic battlegrounds x-wing alliance um uh, star wars rebellion the rogue squadron 3d rebel assault one and two i've I've thought about all of those two and they were all great games in their time um what was the one that was released on sega cd because i played the shit out of that one that was kind of hard was that like x-wing fighter or some shit i remember it because you were you were you were you were playing as the as the as the pilots from uh the star wars movies that was that alliance was that oh, X-Wing keep... Alliance? Star Wars Rebel Assault. It was Rebel Assault. There you Rebel go. Assault. <laughs> I just looked it up. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, Rebel Assault. And there was two. There were two Rebel Assaults. Yeah. No. Uh, I remember yeah. having that. That was, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. And so you've got games like this that are, you know, when you're younger, of course, you hearken back to those and they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're a part of what made you the gamer that you are today. But I think... When it gets down to brass tacks, we want we want new stuff in an old bag. <laughs> That's kind of what it, what it comes down to. It's just human nature. You want, want new, that. but you want familiar new. Yeah, you want familiar new. You want something <laughs> based around what's already established or established lore. It's like you know you're you're used to to your lady being around, but you want her to get that new sexy ass dress or lingerie and wear it for you. There you go. Exactly. Yeah, right there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, bravo. Well said. So when does a game do it wrong? When 
uh, when is a battle lost with a release? Uh, enter Battlefront 1, um, the most recent reboot of Battlefront. And not to say that it didn't have an aspect to it of storyline, um, which it had, you know, be- the ability to replay some of those cool uh, missions that you've already played. You know, there's not really anything new or, you know, while Han Solo was doing X, Y, and Z, uh, Leia was over here doing this and you didn't see this off a of camera and being able to connect those dots between what you've seen in the movie um, that that isn't there and how that works with the game. I love it when they do that. Battlefront did none of that. At least it, it didn't for me. Silas, what did you think of <laughs> Battlefront 1? And we can include, you know, there's four DLCs for that. Outer, Outer Rim, Bespin, Death Star, and Rogue One, Scarif. So how did the first Battlefront treat you? Honestly, most of my playtime for <laughs> Battlefront was um, I had EA access and I had the 10-hour playability. And that's basically where all my time came in, was in that 10-hour window. And then done. <laughs> yeah, and then done. Now, there's multiple reasons I didn't stick around longer with Battlefront, and, and part of these will apply to, to, to other people, some won't. The first thing being, and this is without getting into the into the big part, let's just fo- just on the, the multiplayer PvP part, okay? I understand they were trying to release this game close to... Force Awakens coming out and, and, and all that stuff and kind of, you know, pull off of that. Here's the problem. How many other FPS is released within a couple of weeks directly after? I can think of one mm. that people are still playing, Overwatch. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and there, were, there was a couple others, too, that either came out just before or just after. And don't forget, uh, Halo 5 was just before that by not too long. And then, you know... And then there's a couple other ones, too, and I can't think right now. Um, but anyway, there, there was several FPSs that all launched within the same couple of months. So that right there is going to hurt your game. Even if they would have done a better job with Battlefront, that still would have hurt them. Okay. Because, especially, you know, for me, if, if, you're, if your game is, especially when your game is online only, you have no single-player campaign. Okay, so now you have all these other games that are FPSs, and granted, yes, this one is Star Wars. It's it's Star Wars looking and and all that stuff, but essentially Battlefront <laughs> was <laughs> fucking Battlefield with a Star Wars game. Okay. Yep. Not to mention, I think there was wasn't there a Battlefield game that launched last year too, around about the same time. Mm. I can't remember. Anyway, there, there was plenty of games. Anyway, but then you have this well, again where we're talking about familiar but new. Overwatch, and I think part of the reason it did well is because it was doing some new shit. Especially if you're on the console side of things. On the on the PC side of things, not so much, but it was doing the, the FPS PvP MOBA kinda kind of a deal. Okay. Which on console you really don't have a whole lot of. So there's this new semi familiar but really new thing. So a lot of people were flocking to that. Yeah, Star Wars is, is familiar, but it wasn't presenting anything new, really. Uh, so not at all. Then not only, even if you love the series, all of your friends that you game with are no longer playing it. So then you're stuck in lobbies with a bunch of 12-year-olds that only know the words fuck and, you know, your mama's a whore and stuff like that. Okay, so therefore... Call of Duty came to Star Wars and ruined it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that that you you, you put it down and, and, and you're done. 
Um, and of course, since there was no single player campaign at all, never happened. No, no, no single player campaign, which the which I was very very disappointed to see no single player campaign. Even just something small would have been nice. Um, granted, we would want something more, but nothing, absolutely nothing. Especially when the previous Battlefront games had a, a some sort of a story to at least kind of tie some things in, and that would have been a good opportunity considering. Uh, the Force Awakens and everything, that would have been a good opportunity to have like maybe some pre-story to right before the movie or, or, or something, you know? And they didn't do it. Um, so in my opinion, you know, it really, they dropped the ball really bad. They didn't do a very good job with that. They got the look right, and that was about it. Everything else, not 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 so much. Now, I did actually enjoy the, um, like the, like the, uh, the TIE fighter battles and, and, and that kind of thing in it, but there wasn't a whole lot of modes for that. There really wasn't a whole lot of modes for, for anything. Like they had a bunch of different cool stuff, but only like one or two types of modes for each. And that was it. And so there wasn't a whole lot of variety. So you got burnt out really quick. Which any subsequent DLC that comes out makes it really hard to, to come back unless you've already purchased the, the season pass, which is why with any, uh, with any developer, uh, they push the season pass right when it's new to get you at your most hype to purchase it because they know that there's going to be die off. Um, and you're more likely to come back if you've already invested some of that money. I did not purchase the season pass, so it was really easy for me to see Outer Rim come out, which was the first DLC available, and go, meh. And I put a considerable amount of time in it. As a matter of fact, how flip mode I've gone, um, I was defending the game quite a bit. You know, it does have a degree of story um in the in the little you know campaigns that you can do but they they were campaigns that have already been done there wasn't anything new whereas you go back to was it um Battlefront 2 allowed you like the old Battlefront not the reboot but the old Battlefront allowed you to be Darth Vader I was am I thinking of the right one here I believe so yeah yeah you know there were there were side missions there were there were side stories that were included that weren't a part of the main mission but kind of give you a glimpse into the lore without reading any of the lore books right and um so I stuck with battlefront for for quite a bit and battlefront one and and like I said even defended it but the grind of doing the same thing over and over again the appeal, the shiny of, uh, of a Star Wars skin really, really started to fade. And when you look back at other releases, not just in the Star Wars arena that we've been talking about, but um, in a lot of games that you and I play, Silas, um, that storyline is what continues to, to bring us back. So it, it, was kind of a, it was kind of a slap. Um, it was a little dumbfounding to to see that this didn't come out with it from, from a, a developer like EA who should be really putting their best foot forward with a star Wars title. And they didn't do it. Yeah. EA as a publisher is, is terrible. Um, you know, I think, uh, dice did their job with, with the tasks they were given. Uh, wait, it was dice and criterion, I believe, uh, but mostly dice. Um, but again, dice made what game? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Battlefield. <laughs> yep. So obviously, you know the the similarity, but I just and, and that's great and all, and, and they did a good job. They made it look, they made it look good. It played very very smoothly. You know the game itself. It wasn't, 
you know, uh, severely broken or anything like that. There was just a severe lack of content and originality. That was my biggest problem, which you expect from Star Wars. Exactly. That's a cornerstone of Star Wars. Even its original release, it was it was new. It was groundbreaking, and um, you know they had to put in special projectors and sound systems to accommodate um, uh, Episode Four in movie theaters. It was just a, groundbreaking at the time. So that's that being a cornerstone of the development of this this universe. You have to take that in every single thing you do. But there is a light. Coming across the horizon, Battlefront Two. <laughs> uh, yeah, we hope that it's light we see and not and not missiles. Um, you had an opportunity to look at a little bit more. We don't have a lot of information about Battlefront Two, but the biggest thing that's been circulating right now is a campaign mode. <gasps> yes, the single player campaign. Who? Yeah, imagine that. Who shit. is the genius that came up with this original idea? And from what I'm reading is this campaign is essentially spanning across 30 years be, um, between episodes six and seven. And of course, um, from what they showed in the trailers, you're playing um, uh, not on the rebels side, no. <laughs> um, which actually is, is, is different and interesting. And, and I'm very, very curious to see what they do with this. Um, you know, just to see what's, you know, what's, what's the angle here? What exactly, um, you know, well, what's great about this particular characters that they're going to introduce us to and and are we going to fall in love with these characters or hate them or, you know, whatever. Are we going to have some sort of emotional attachment, whether it's uh, good or bad? And, you know, I'm, I'm very, very curious to uh, to see how that pans out and what direction they take it. Um, and other interesting things, too, you were talking about um, the original Battlefront and the, of course, season passes. And pretty much every FPS does season passes and and, and all this stuff. Um, from what I've been reading and finding, there is going to be other content that's going to come to Battlefront 2 after release, but they're not doing a season pass. And they're not really saying a whole lot about what kind of additional content it's going to be, uh, whether it's even going to be um, paid or if it's just going to be like free map packs or they're going to expand this single player campaign or, or what exactly they're doing. The most of, uh, I mean, you can go to pretty much any news site from, um, you know, GameSpot to destructoid to whoever, and they have a, a very similar read. Essentially, um, EA is not really saying a whole lot other than they're aiming to do something different and they don't, you know, um, they want to do something better than what they did with the first battlefront, which at this point, isn't going to be very hard to fucking do. Just give us something we want. Okay. <laughs> Because if you jack this up, man, we you know pe- people are just not, people are already probably on edge as it is. And and given how Battlefront One went, I mean, knowing there's a single play- player campaign and stuff, this does get me excited. But I'll be honest, I'm still not going to hit that pre-order button yet. No, me neither. Okay. Um, you know, and I think a lot of other people are going to be with us on that one. Is as interesting as we are to say, see, you know, um, some some positive things about this. I think we were all kind of, a lot of us were very scarred mm-hmm. <laughs> from, from, from uh, the first battlefront. And we're just kind of holding back to see, it's nice to see that they're not pushing a, um, a season pass, 
which in some ways almost makes me feel like, does this mean you're planning on having a full, complete game at launch? With all all of the modes? But then again, if you have this complete game, how incredibly broken is it going to be off the bat? Aliens, man. You know, that's... Aliens. Um... So it's like, are, are we going to get what we want, but then in return get something that's broken as shit and it takes six months to fix and play right? Mm, are we going to have we going to have another Mass Effect type release um, following up what's what has consistently been a great well I say consistently until Battlefront One, but the series pre reboot was great. Uh, God, I remember going over to people's houses who had it because I didn't, and we would spend entire weekends of and gallons and gallons of Coke and Doritos uh, playing that <laughs> Yes, game Coke and Doritos, yes. But, um, you know, speaking of Mass Effect, we had an update. Yeah. Didn't we? And, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I think you went back to Mass Effect. You actually streamed a little bit. I got to watch you. And, um, yeah, for about an hour and a half. Yeah. So just to, you know, we, we won't waste uh, a lot of time talking about what we've already really discussed. But now that you've had hands-on with the update, how are you... How are you feeling? Has anything changed? Very little. They (laughs) essentially made this patch to say, we're fixing shit. Keep playing our game. But really, a lot of stuff is still broken as hell. It's, It's an appeasement patch. That's the best way I can word it. But for me, it's it's not enough. A lot of stuff is still busted, terrible. Everyone still has resting bitch face <laughs> granted their eyes don't look like they're popping out of their head anymore good job but they still are emotionless in their face so great while their eyes aren't bugging out of their head they still look like they're permanently pissed off uh, now that's 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 lovely that's that's so after all that and going back to it i just you know what i put it down i popped it out of my playstation i put it back in little game fly sleeve wrapped it up put it in my mailbox and flipped the flag up (laughs) (laughs) Um, i will mass effect i will play it again either when the next mass effect comes out uh maybe i'll play it to catch up so i can be there on the story or finish it or down the road when it's eventually fixed and i can pick it up on black friday for for 15 bucks um okay uh until that point um i'm just leaving it alone because i don't want the Mass Effect series to get any more ruined for me than it already has been. I, I think I'll play it again too, but only when it comes in in the mail, like an AOL disc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, it's, uh, I, yeah. I'm not coming know. back to it anytime uh, soon either. Soon, but no, especially when there's so much good stuff uh, that either is out or or coming out right now. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a, there's been a lot of good stuff. And as a matter of fact. Um, speaking of good things and stuff that I want to get and, and not throw out of a window, um, you've been (laughs) streaming an amazing game called Persona 5. It's, it's kind of raunchy. It's kind of anime. It's quirky and snarky. It's got really cool, um, music and I don't know. There's just the whole game. I really like watching you play it. And that is of course, Persona 5. Um, have you gotten to the point now where you can't stream it anymore? Um, speaking of that whole, uh, streaming ban type deal, Atlas actually recently updated that policy. And actually I was getting very, very close to that seven, seven mark. Um, 
However, they recently updated their their policy because they've been seeing the internet outcry. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they, you know, and they went in and they've they've heard from people and seen what people have been streaming and, and posting on YouTube and, and things like that. And you know, we're all fans and everything, and everyone should be able to to enjoy this game to its fullest. And while they, you know, there's you know spoilers things like that, they still want to keep, um, you know, some things they don't want to be spoiled for people personally my personal feeling is if you're going to a twitch stream more likely than not you got to be aware you might see something you don't want to see true granted endings and things are a little bit more touchy i get that um but now uh the new policy is is um the streaming is now the limitation is you can go all the way up to like 11 19 or 11 something so much 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 further into the game basically right up until uh they start setting up for the for the end game which is awesome. Um, I get they don't want people to see that just yet, um, at least until more people have got it towards not so much of a spoiler. So that's awesome. I'm happy about that because now that means I can continue to stream it and not have to be weary that my Twitch channel is going to get shut off midstream because they decided to hit flag me. Yeah. You know because I'm streaming past uh, past that date. Um, so yes, yeah, so I'll definitely be playing a, a more Persona now uh, because of that. Um, and it's a fun game to play. I enjoy it. It's got a lot of interesting story and dialogue and. Yeah, there is. It is a lot of dialogue in the game. It's just one of those type of games, but it's it's interesting and and it's fun. And of course, I make fun of it half the time. But <laughs> um, you can actually relate to some of the characters and, and things like that. And, it, and it's just it's it, it's a good time. They put a lot of effort and work into this game. You can tell there are a few bugs, but nothing game breaking or overly glaring. Um, so. You know, overall, it's it, that's a pretty good release. They put a lot of love and heart into this game, it, and uh, you know, if you're into RPGs or anime or something that's a little bit more adult, because it is M-rated. Okay, there's a little bit of everything in there, and when I say everything, I mean basically everything. <laughs> <laughs> Be forewarned, um, but it's it's definitely it's very very different. If you haven't played anything in the uh, Shin Megami Tensei uh, universe, which is what Persona is a part of. Or um, or any of the previous Persona games, or seen any of them, then definitely give the check this one out. It's it's worth it. Um, this is actually the first uh, game in that particular universe that's been released in a long time, as far as a brand new game goes. That's uh, on a uh, you know current gen system. Now I can imagine a lot of people were looking forward to that. I mean, even Persona Four was originally on PlayStation Two, right? I think PlayStation 3 had just come out, and then it was re-released later on the Vita, which is where a lot of other people played it, and the re-release was pretty awesome. So, yeah, there's a big, big, big gap uh, between games, and they made a lot of improvements. Um, there's This one is so many ways above and beyond better than Persona 4, which I love Persona 4. I put a lot of hours into that game, so I'll be putting plenty of hours into Persona 5. Um, they really, um, they really hit it with the stylization of it um, to keep it. Even though there is a lot of story, there is you know grinding and things like that to keep it interesting enough that you don't get bored with it. And that's part of what I like about it. And of course, like you said, the music is um, is great. It fits really, really well with with the mood and the way the game is. It's just it's great all the way around. I love it. <laughs> it is. What do you tell? Like you said, they put a lot of love. They put they put their hearts into this game and. It comes out, and I can't blame them, you know, for putting a stream restriction um, on the game either, because they're proud of it. And let's face it, they should be. It's a phenomenal game, and it removing some of the restriction 
can be, um, I imagine there's a great deal of, of conversation that goes into it and discussion as to whether or not to, to release some of those restrictions, because while at, uh, at one hand, you don't want to ruin it for people that have already, you know, been playing it, or you want to encourage them to continue playing it. You also have to weigh the fact that each person streaming this is a mini advertisement. And if you know that you've got a great product, any advertisement is good advertisement. Um, So restricting your streamers from playing such an amazing game after a certain point can almost be detrimental um, because, you know, I, I, I know as well as you do that streamers combine their their personal game time into their stream time. Uh, for a lot of people, it's the same. It's the same time. Um, yeah. You don't have you don't have any other time to pull from when you get off of work and you've got other projects and family and everything. When you get on to play for yourself, you're really using that time to stream. And so if this person says, well, I, re- I really want to play this game, I want to stream it, but I'm beyond the point that, um, that they'll allow me to do that. You're, you're kind of hurting them and you're hurting yourself. So it's great that they kind of saw that outcry, but it's really interesting to me how streaming has changed, how we purchase games. Now, now not for, I guess not for everybody. I can think of a few people that I know that purchase games, you know, based off of what they see in either a a written review or maybe off of a commercial. And there's still some people out there that do that, but the streaming industry is huge. And there's more people that are going to streamers that are showcasing this game and playing it to judge for themselves, not just because they get to see it played, but they want the input and they want to see, they want, they want the input from the streamer, but they also want to see how the streamer is reacting to it. So to, you know, kind of cutting your nose off to spite your face, it, it, things have changed so much uh, with the industry. I think we're finding more and more gamers will go to Twitch or, you know, some other stream service, if not Twitch then Beam, or there's a couple others to kind of preview games. And more recently, I found that with Persona 5, uh, watching you play it makes me want to get it. I'm really, really psyched about this game, right? <laughs> I want it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, have you seen that for yourself? Do you do you find that you check out newer games, um, or if you're looking at a particular game, you'll go to Twitch? Um, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I will. Um, if if I'm if it's something I'm unsure of, or I want to know more, and it's already out, maybe it was a secondary game or whatever, but I'm looking at getting it. I'll go to Twitch and check out streams. Um, you know, I, I've done that uh, before in the past. Um, I think uh, what what game was it? Uh, not Battlefront. That was not one of them. I probably should have. <laughs> Lesson learned. Um, no, there's some games you know you know you feel pretty good about, and you just go ahead and go with it. Um, and again, that's part of the reason why I like the fact that I have uh, GameFly. Although Persona Five, I'm probably uh, like I said before, I'm just gonna fucking buy it from GameFly because I'm. I'm just, I know I'll end up playing it again down the road eventually. Yeah, it's kind of so, a forever game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel like I maybe should have done that with horizon zero done, mm-hmm. but <laughs> yeah. Um, there, there's a, there's always down the road. That was really, really, really fun, but there's just so much going on. Uh, so many, so many games to play so little time. Um, you know, I'm still playing Zelda on, on the switch, which will probably get a little bit more time sort of at least when I'm at work, not at home at home. I'll be playing persona. <laughs> <laughs> 
or or Mario Kart now because uh, that's a lot of fun. I was like, a lot of fun with that. That was a that was a great stream and, and I had a lot of fun with it. But um, no streams uh, do definitely help you decide on things because even before I had gotten the Switch, you know, back when we had our episode three, we were talking to Baby Boy. I was watching people stream the Switch and Zelda and things like that, so I had a pretty good idea of what it was going to look like and and, and how it was going to play. Um, one of my fellow uh, GS guys that that streams uh, Neutron, he was playing uh, Zelda and whatnot, and we've got some similar, uh, you know, game likes. You know, he was uh, focused more on Zelda than Horizon Zero Dawn, so he was, you know, I was watching him do that, and then you know he would ask me about Horizon and you know back and forth. So, and that's another thing about streaming, you get to know people, and and um, you know they might be playing one game and you're playing another, and you you go exchange information on it. Maybe you know you watch their stream for a while on that game, and then if you stream the one they're interested in, they'll come watch you, and and, and it works out great. Yeah, the interactivity is is huge. And yeah. I also think of when you have a question about the game or a particular f- physic, um, you you can just ask them. Ask the streamer, hey, so what about this? Or, you know, when you go in the start menu and you change your, your loadouts, how does this work or how does that work? And you can. And what's great is they, they can show you. And they show you, exactly. Um, they can do better than just tell you. They can physically show you. And sometimes those little things really do make or break your decision to purchase um, being able to see somebody interact with you and, and answer those little questions that you've got, help you make a decision. I think people overall want to know more details about what they're spending their money on anymore with everything from, from food to diapers to, <laughs> to, to, you know, what, what places to go to eat and cars. I mean, everything, we want more information nowadays and, um, and streaming is a great avenue to do that. Yeah. I, uh, I a hundred percent agree. I, I think, uh, that's, you know, streaming has been very, very beneficial. Of course, there's always, um, you know, downsides to, to anything, but uh, the overall positives and in, in gains are really stand out, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and uh, I think both of us are going to continue on uh, on the streaming circuit. You're, you are, <laughs> you're going full speed ahead, getting a lot of streaming stuff done. I'm trying to catch up to you. Of course, you are the master of, of the streaming, but I'm trying to get there as well. <laughs> streaming has just oh, been so much no fun. It is really just yeah, so much fun. Yeah, it is fun. Um, and, and that's and that's the biggest thing more than anything is that you have fun doing it. If you're not having fun with it, then it, it you're you're not just don't just don't. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's my thing. I, I I have fun with it. I really do. Especially um since I started back up, and I think uh, a lot of people can tell I've had uh you know because I didn't stream for a long time, and I'm just that's one of the things I've been surprised about. Um, even like during my last stream during Mario Kart, I've I had people that that used to watch me couple years ago you know when i was streaming regular and i'm you know just now getting back into things and they're coming back into my stream and they're like oh it's great to see you back you look like you're having so much fun and you know you know what? i'm just gonna stick around and you know it's and it's great and, and as the person is streaming it makes you feel good when when you see those reactions and you know people that used to watch you when they come back and you're like holy shit you know i wasn't expecting you know and it's it's awesome and you never know you might just find a new game that you want to buy. That too. (laughs) (laughs) We would like to thank everyone who took the time to listen to our podcast. If you'd like to hear more, you can follow us on Twitter at Silas and Sage for upcoming releases, as well as links to our previous shows on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. This has been My Life in Games with Silas and Sage, and we'll see you in two weeks.